Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And the open home hour, open to you, the Arizona homeowner. Whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. Lines are open, texts are open, emails are open. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE4U. Text questions, 411-923. Email is info at rosieonthehouse.com. Give us a ring or text us. Let us know what question it is that you've got about your house, home, castle, or cabin, from the foundations to the rooftop, anything in between. If you've got something you're trying to tackle, trying to repair, trying to maintain, or trying to remodel, give us a ring, and we'll put our 48 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes to work for you. And you know what? We've been doing it a good long while, uh, and every once in a while I hit a week where, uh, where I learned something significantly new. But that wasn't this week. I was just reminded of something I've had to learn over and over and over again. It's never, ever a good morning to have the alarm go off, roll out of bed, and walk into your kitchen in ankle-deep water. Oh. That... That's, that is a bad start to what was going to be a really good day. And the dishwasher's just pouring water, and it's everywhere. Um, so I turn the water off to the house, and I'm thinking to myself, Rosie, um, you've never liked plumbing. <laughs> uh, you've never been good at plumbing. Uh, matter of fact, you downright hate plumbing. Uh, call somebody. You but then, did you? But then Jennifer challenged me. She says, oh, Rosie, man up. Man up. You can do this. <laughs> is this true? It is. So I proceeded. It. it I, I think I'm going to get it put back tonight, this afternoon. I so, think. Romy, if I did say that, I shouldn't have. Because now it's three days and three trips to the hardware deep. And it's still plumbing's a, <laughs> plumbing will do that to you. Ace Hardware is two and a half miles from my house, and I've logged 147 miles. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just wishing William was still here. <laughs> I I I was at I was at my neighborhood Ace Hardware store yesterday, and and most the guys know who I am. Uh, they we, do now. <laughs> we yeah, I'm there all the time. I had three guys trying to help me think through. How do I go from this piece to that piece? And we were in the compressed fitting department. We were in the galvanized part. We were in the PVC part. We were in the copper, the brass, the stainless. I mean, we were, I had everybody trying to help me solve this one particular problem. So um, Today's the day, babe. I learned. To, to, we'll get it put back together today. So I, I relearned why I believe two things. Concrete finishing is a lot more fun than plumbing. And plumbers are way, way underpaid. <laughs> Romy, I put a picture on, on Facebook of Dad all wadded up underneath the sink. You did what? <laughs> There's a, a Rosianna's Facebook page? Yeah. Of me under the kitchen yeah. sink? I'll have to go check that one out. Wonderful. wonderful. (laughs) And now we we all know the story behind it. Oh, man. Yoga for the day. 
3.8 ID, 3.8 OD, compression fitting. Oh, man, it's shark tooth, shark bite, solder. <laughs> uh, you don't use Teflon tape on that. Oh, no, you do use Teflon tape on that. Oh, man, can't cross galvanize and copper. Uh, just give me concrete finishing. You know what? <laughs> you show up at 3 o'clock in the morning, the truck shows up, you get it out there, you screed it, you spend the next seven hours floating it out. You're, you're home at noon. <laughs> I, I'll take concrete finishing over plumbing every single day. But it, if you but want like, help with your plumbing, you can but, give us a call. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm an expert at it. I'll so talk now, you through it. Now you can call me. Uh, I really did miss uh, my middle son, who is a plumber, who was living with us for a little while. He kind of took care of a lot of things I've been deferring. So that was kind of nice. Um, Jennifer came up with a new word today. Well, this actually, week. actually, it's the first time I heard it, but it, in looking it up, it's been around since like 1987. I think Jennifer was doing a little homework for uh, some staycation winners that you can only win at Rosie on the House by logging onto the website and uh, register to win an Arizona staycation. So you were doing some homework looking into that. Yeah, and we had a... Um a potential almost fatal accident up at the Grand Canyon last week where a lady stepped back taking a picture of someone else and started to go down, took another step back almost, and the drop behind her was like a 1,000 feet. So the word, oh. that, the word that was given to her was a Turon. And I'm not going to make fun because I'm sure I have been a Turon at some point in my life, but a Turon is a tourist moron. It's somebody who doesn't read the signs. It doesn't usually it's an accident. It's not usually intentional. You know, people who walk up to bison or, or you know, like it's the word started in Yosemite because there's so many people who just absolutely ignored. You know, stay away from the grizzly bears. Back in the '80s, there was 136 bears. There's like 700 now. So you really need to pay attention. But anywhere you go in the in the national parks or the state parks, pay attention. So you're not called a Turon. Turon, <laughs> a tourist moron. I hope I'm never that. But you know. <laughs> I guess we're all capable. Well, if you are a Turon, do not register <laughs> for a Rosie on the House staycation. We don't want to be liable for you. Uh, that's right. <laughs> we, do, we do not want to be liable. You know, we, we did, I mentioned it last hour, Phoenix did set a record this last month as being the hottest city ever recorded in the United States. The average maximum temperature was 114.7 the average minimum was 90.8. Only one day in July had a high temperature below 110. It was mean. And all during that beautiful spring, they told us it was going to be mean. It, it was a gorgeous spring. I mean, it was one of the nicest April, May, Junes that we've had in a long, long time. So consequently, we've been giving a, getting a lot of questions about air conditioning and cooling um, and we'll go into that a little bit. But if I go into the red notebook, one of the questions we got this week that's kind of a little recurring theme. It doesn't have to do with summer, but it does have to do with updating your home. It's could you provide your best thought about the best ways to fill in a sunken living room? And a lot of people consider, uh, I can do this myself. I can, uh, that step is an 8-inch step. I can buy some 2 by 10s rip it down to match the level, minus the depth of the subfloor I'm going to put in there. And I'll floor joist it, I'll uh, roof, uh, subdeck it, and then I'll just put the floor covering over that. That's the worst thing you can do. You are creating a huge condition conducive 
for termite infestation that will give them enough food to eat to stay in your house for decades. The right way to fill a sunken living room is you remove all the finished floor covering. Chances are the receptacles are all going to be down fairly low. All those receptacles have to be moved 12 inches above your new finished floor. Sometimes you've got that big picture window going out to the front. If now your new floor level is within 18 inches of that, that window has to be changed out to a tempered glass. And then we're going to get in there and we're going to scrub the floor, acid wash it. We're going to bring in ABC and then we're going to pour four inches of 3,000 pound PSI concrete and we're going to finish it just like the rest of your house. That's the right way to fill a sunken living room. It takes an electrician, takes a concrete finisher, takes a demolition specialist, takes a drywaller, takes a painter, takes a floor covering expert. It's about, it's about $30 a square foot to fill in your living room. There is about where it starts. So please do not consider buying floor joists and trying to lay floor joists down there below grade where it is absolutely going to become almost guaranteed termite fodder. It will become termite food. And then someone else had a question about our YouTube channel on tarping. We'll cover that in just a minute. Welcome aboard. Introducing our newest trusted Rosie Certified Partner to the award-winning Rosie on the House Certified Partner Network. Today we introduce Deborah Atkinson, Allstate Insurance Team. Good morning. Welcome to the Rosie on the House Contractor Referral Network. Well, good morning. Thank you. If anybody's got a home, they know they've got insurance coverage. And uh, you had reached out to us, and we, we were very impressed with what we found. Well, thank you. We really try and help the public, advise them with what is really important to carry on your homeowner's insurance, as well as auto and small business as well. A lot of people these days have small businesses that operate out of their home, and they need to understand uh, important coverages that are needed to be carried to protect themselves and their businesses. When it comes to homeowner insurance, particularly damage controllers who are stormy season, you know, the most restoration work that happens in Arizona usually revolves around these storms. What's important for homeowners to know and make sure they have covered? Well, they want to make sure that they have an all perils policy. That's pretty much a standard homeowner's policy. It gets a little technical, but it's called at least an HO3 policy. So they want to make sure that they have a, a good policy that covers losses such as wind and hail and lightning. And then they want to take a look at their deductible, too, because a lot of insurance companies are changing deductibles and people aren't aware of it. So when they get their new renewal, the deductible has changed or they get a new policy and they don't realize that the deductible is now a percentage of the loss or a percentage of the structure itself, the structure coverage. So for some people, that could be unaffordable if they do have a loss. So it's important to take a look at things like that. And then, of course, to make sure that their roofs are well-maintained because there can be an issue with coverage if you don't have a well-maintained roof. When it comes to water damage, there's the difference between water damage that's coming in from a rain and like surface flood, especially for homes that might be up against the mountain grade. 
your neighbor could do something uphill from you that could divert water through your property or cause damage that may not be covered. Right. You always want to be really careful with the grading around your house. And also if neighbors are doing any grading because they could change it so it starts flowing towards your property. Any type of water that comes in from the outside of the house would not be covered. So a pipe bursting in the house, that type of a water loss is covered. Again, the the words sudden and accidental are key when it comes to insurance coverage. I'd be happy to help give you advice that's Deborah Atkinson, Allstate Insurance Team. Again, welcome to the Rosie on the House Certified Partner Contractor Home Service Referral Network. You can find her under the insurance category at rosieonthehouse.com. This is Bob Vaught of IQ Home Inspections. You're listening to Rosie on the House. And welcome back to the program. We were talking a little bit about all the questions we get during the week and uh, uh, behind the scenes we like to cover and the questions that we think cover a a lot of people would be interested in. We try and cover on air. One of the questions we got this week is, Rosie, I was on YouTube and on the Rosie on the House YouTube channel and I saw your roof tarping video, which we made earlier this summer with three of our certified roofing contractors on how to tarp three different kinds of roof should you incur a leak uh, in what we were hoping would be a monsoon season. We've yet to see yet. But we put the tarping videos together. You can find them at YouTube, Rosie on the House channel. And And one of the techniques we use when we're going in on top of a concrete tile roof Uh, is we actually lay the tarp and we show you how to tuck the tarp. Uh, Jim from Canyon State Roofing kind of shows you how to tuck that tarp in underneath the lips of the tile and then you lay sandbags around the perimeter of the tile to hold it down. Well, this particular homeowner says, well, how do you keep the sandbags from sliding down the roof? If your roof is so steep, (laughs) that the sandbags slide down. You shouldn't be up there in the first place. And that's one of the things we talk about in the videos. If you never get up on a roof to tarp it during a storm, we teach you how how to control the damage inside. But once it dries out, if your roofer can't get to you, there are videos at Roseanne House. On, on how to tarp the roof, if you can recruit a couple bodies and some help, and you're comfortable doing that. And we wouldn't have said use sandbags if them falling off the roof was a problem. <laughs> we wouldn't advise you to do something that's going to create a, a major headache or head trauma by chance you're walking under and it falls. So. And sand, when it gets wet, gets heavy. Well, yeah, that, that's true. I mean, a, a, so. a, a, a 20-pound, a 15-pound sandbag doesn't slide very easy. Um, once it falls in place and it gets to the contour of the S-curve tile, it it pretty well sits there. Really, if your roof is that steep, you shouldn't be up there in the first place. (laughs) Don't tarp that roof, okay? Hey, you know, you've been talking about how hot it is. 
Did you know City of Phoenix is doing some things to try to help that heat? Well, I hope so. <laughs> I think everybody knows, you know, the asphalt kind of holds the heat in, right? So the City of Phoenix has been doing some uh, cool pavement. And Fox 10 ran a little story on I just thought was really super interesting. But so far we have 100 miles of this where they take this coating, and it's all natural stuff, um, and they paint it on top of the asphalt. And they're finding that the surface temperature is like 10 to 12 degrees cooler. Not if you're walking on it, but just because <laughs> uh, what it does is it reflects the heat back up. So you would be very, it's not great for walking, but it's, it's great for the streets and stuff to keep that heat out. So you're not heat sinking the city. Well, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I got to think through that. Yeah, there's I still guess, this. I guess then you shade the, the, the area as best you can, right? Well, they, the second part of their cooling is um, some shade corridors for, peop- for places like buses and uh, where there's a lot of students and stuff, but the pavement itself—they have 100 miles in. They're gonna—they're working up to 118 by the end of the year, and they, it looks like they're still kind of out on the verdict. But it's interesting. We got to try something, right? I, I yeah, I get well. I try it in, 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 a, in an experimental basis and see how it works. Um, the fact that it makes the ambient temperature immediately above the pavement that much warmer. Well, it's no uh, different than concrete, though they said. Oh, okay. So All it's right. not any hotter than what a concrete sidewalk would do, but it the, but the temperature of the surface itself is cooler. Okay. I think I know where you're going. The air temperature uh, would be warmer, correct? Right. Because it's reflecting. Yeah, the they heat. did say for the for the pedestrian, it's not any better. Ah, but, okay. But just right. as far as holding in heat close to the ground, you know, so interesting. Whew. Can't wait for fall. (laughs) It's going to come. Days are shorter. That means it's coming, right? Yeah, and I I know it is because uh, we're now having to turn a light on the back patio when Jennifer and I get up in the morning to go outside and do our reading. I thought, well, you know, we can't do it. At the the end of August, sunset is just before 7 o'clock, and you're going to notice the difference. And it's football season, too. Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's the biggest hope for fall, uh, for sure. Football starting. This story is a little, it's almost a year old, but I didn't see it until just recently. You know, a lot of these smart meters, a lot of people are talking about, you know, don't put them in because they're going to control when you can and can't use power. Well, it happened in Denver (laughs) last year. And it was, and the funny thing is the homeowner, I felt bad for him because he comes home and he tries to turn his air conditioning down uh, because it was getting close to 80 inside because it was 90 outside. And I'm like... That doesn't sound like it too bad. <laughs> what was he complaining about? But yes, the ability to control or not control that that did happen to a homeowner in Denver last year. And I don't know how many other people, but the news story uh, from their local news affiliate was just focused on this one guy. And the point I was trying to make about the smart thermostats going into the news break that I just ran out of time for is. Just the observation of how well Arizona does. Here's Denver. It gets to 90 degrees, and they're having to shut off people's power because they can't keep up. Here we are in Arizona with the record number of days, over 115 for any one given summer, and we're still clicking along just fine with all of our utilities. So because we are way out here, we are so over-engineered for our utilities and our water and our power and everything that – we're in a lot better position than places like Denver who think, ah, we don't need to do it. It's never going to get hot enough. We, we, we don't need to go that overboard. So, 
on on all of that subject. I saw something about three weeks ago that really caught my eye. One of the utilities is starting a campaign to possibly build another hydroelectric dam. I'm going to be very curious to see how that goes. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I mean, that's got to be decades in the works by the time oh, yeah, they get the be, permits yeah. oh, yeah. and the, oh. the infrastructure and the building. And yeah, that I mean, because that's going to have to get federally, federally approved. So, you know. Your your great great grandkid might they, see that. They happen. say the average age of a dam in America is sixty years old. I actually would have thought it would be older because how old is Hoover Dam, like Powell Dam? All of those are are way older than that. Yeah. So I I thought that was interesting. I want to talk to y'all a little bit about uh, a guest we had on about a month ago, a senator, Arizona senator, had that had written some legislation and got it passed. Um, about helping you protect yourself. Uh, And we were talking about a new law that's passed where it has become another scam where people can actually get in and take the title of your house away from you, give it to themselves, and you never know about it, until someone knocks on the door and says, we just bought this house, and you have no idea about it. And I want to say that we had some criticism about... uh, Not about the legislation, but who wrote it. (laughs) Well, we don't... Well, it was a little bit about both, is that why are you sensationalizing this? It can never happen. Well, it is happening. Yeah, there was a gentleman arrested. The, The law is actually called Jerry's Law, and Jerry's home was... The one one that happened to in this, and the gentleman who did the stealing was actually sentenced to to prison. They caught him, and that happened here in yeah, Arizona. Yeah, it, it did. did, and and so you can go to um, the Maricopa County Recorders. Uh, it's called recorder.maricopa.gov, and right on the front page there, there's a Maricopa title alert, and you sign up. And it's right on the front page. You go to property and put your name in there, and then if anything ever is signed with your name or whatever, you get a, a mail, an email alert based on that. Um, and Pinal County already does it. Yeah. And um, by 2025, every county in Arizona is going to be required to have this, you know. And they, they tell you right there on the website, it's not a hugely common problem, but it's life-changing if it happens to you. Well, and it is so life-changing. Why would you wait for it to become a problem before right. you Amen. did something it's yeah. so to fix it? It's so easy yeah. to fix. Can we quit complaining? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's so easy to yeah. fix. So I, I, I challenged Jennifer. I said, babe, uh, would you would you go on the website and just see how easy it is to get registered? Now, I am, I'm a little confused because when we had the senator on, she talked about the fact it wouldn't actually be. That's right. You wouldn't be getting these alerts for a year. So, right. um, but yeah, they still have to set it up. They still have to. Yeah, yeah they got to fund it, up, it you can and go staff your, it and all that. Yeah, you can still get your email in there. And, you know, if you're concerned about it, it's, it happens when a home, this house happened to be sitting empty and and that's kind of how things went down but um you know you could when you pay your bills once a month just check in on your title just takes a minute on the internet but the actual registration of this was pretty easy oh it's super easy right on the front page maricopa county recorder's office or whatever county you're in in our mission statement of protecting and informing you we felt it was premier 
of us. It, it demanded of us to cover this information. It's the biggest investment most of you will ever make in your entire life. And whether it's your home or a deceased parent's home or relative's home that gets taken from you, uh, that is a truly life-altering, disastrous event that's now virtually or will be soon virtually uh, impossible to happen. In this particular house, too? they, They literally go in and take the deed to your property that's at public record and they change it to reflect that they have bought it, and then they sell it to one of the online services. I won't name any of the services. This this one particular man, Scottsdale, sold it to a particular online service. But then they emptied the home of all the good, all the possessions, all the, all the family yeah. memories, everything. and they they haven't been able to relocate. Them. No, nothing. So everything the, that he had, whether you know the just heirloom. Yeah. I mean. Items, pictures, he, paintings, yeah. something that you wanted to keep for remembrance. All that was gone. And the judge was harder on him for that, on the crook. Good judge. Good judge. Good judge. That could include a, a soap towel beating? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Now, <laughs> ah, darn. Maybe, maybe he'll get it in prison. Now, if you're a regular subscriber to Rosie on the House, our newsletter comes to you every single Thursday. Uh, and we try and give you a tip as to what we're going to be covering on air this particular week. And we try and give you a do-it-yourself tip. And our do-it-yourself tip this week is mastering the art of the yard sale. And you know what? Yard sales, on, on, on the topic of protecting yourself, yard sales aren't what they used to be. I think Jennifer and I have ever only had, in our 46 years of marriage, we've had one yard sale. And it was very early when I had just started a remodeling company and we were dismantling a house in Paradise Valley and someone looked at the bathroom hardware that we were taking off. It it was, it was Miss Ruth's house, you know, and um, it was a home that was built in the fifties. We were updating it and someone noticed that the bathroom hardware was going in the dumpster and somebody came over and walked over to me and said, Rosie, I don't think I'd put that in the, in the trash. He says, uh, you ought to go analyze what that bathroom hardware are made of. Do you remember those towel racks and the toilet paper hole? They were trimmed in true, authentic, 18-karat gold. So that triggered a thought in my mind. Well, that oh, they shouldn't go in the dumpster. Maybe I maybe this is a new alert awareness for Rosie Romero. And so we took some construction trailers over to the house and we loaded up a bunch of material and we put it in our front driveway and we just opened it up to the public. Well, I think people thought we were moving. I found people walking through the house. They were they were picking they were picking my reclining chair. They were picking the TV. I want that. I want this. Said, no, 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 no. Just what's out front. Uh, so the art of a yard sale does it require some amount of diligence of monitoring the people that you're allowing on your property. So be aware of that for sure. Yeah, that's one reason I, I don't think we'd have a yard sale at our home. And there's uh, just because we don't know who is or isn't showing up, and what what are they? That's a little bit of vulnerability to it. What are they? What are they? 
are, are they really there for the sale or they're inventorying what they're going to come back at night and <laughs> and try and, and take. But well, we talk about safety. picking the, the best time and day. Well, and I think if you live in a, in a a decent neighborhood, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, we're we're way on the outskirts. And I'm not <laughs> saying we live in a bad neighborhood, but um, it's just not a place where there's and a, a cul-de-sac where you've got all these eyes on everyone else's home. You know, we don't have that that type of 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 close quarters. But talk about the best time of day. I think right now you got to be really early or really late in the afternoon. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, there's nobody's going to be coming by during the middle of the day. But it's also a great time to get that you know clean out if you're ahead of the school, rather than going to the dumpster. Get get what you can, and then goodwill what uh, what what you can't sell, and what the goodwill won't take, then you take it to the landfill. And you know the other thing about uh, when Jennifer and I did it, and I mean that's 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 going on thirty five years ago, thirty years ago. Uh, we had to carry around bags of cash and change. I mean, anymore 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 now, you just have the the little square, mm. right? I mean, you don't have to be walking around with four hundred dollars of Dollar bills, five dollar bills, twenty dollar bills. Yeah, you can just use a little credit card square, hmm. or Venmo. Or oh, there you PayPal. Go. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, yeah. so I don't have a square set up, but somebody could easily Venmo somebody else. That's I, true. I, I say that I. That's just what I know from what I've heard. Like <laughs> I had a brother-in-law Venmo. Uh, uh, what do you call him? A, a someone that parks your car. Valet. 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 Venmo a valet because he didn't have any cash, so it's got to be pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) One thing about uh, yard sales, I think you ought to contain your pets. I'm I'm coming to look at your vase. I'm coming to look at your bureau. I'm coming to look at your chest of drawers. I'm coming to look at your cabinet vanity. I don't need your dog sniffing me. You want you want good attendance at your yard sale. Put your dog up. All right. Uh, don't sit out there alone. Always make sure you've got a couple family members out there, and don't let anybody in your house. All right. You know. Now, I- with that said, no, not letting anybody in your house. If you've got a very protective dog, you may want to have them in a position you can bring them out. If you have some <laughs> guests come up that. You would rather not stay longer because you, for whatever vibe is sending off that this person needs to go. Well, and you may have something in the house that you want them to see, so you could take them in just to see that one thing. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm a fan of that. But one thing that uh, was mentioned here that I never thought of was, um, you know, check your HOA. We don't live in an HOA. So I haven't <laughs> thought of that. Uh, make sure that you know you don't need some kind of permit from your city or something. I never thought about those things. Well, and it was kind of a, a cottage industry uh, before the v, before the uh, Airbnbs. Is there were people that would uh, round up materials constantly and have yard sales every single weekend. And actually, they, they passed some city ordinances that look you you can't have a yard sale more than this often. And then HOAs actually clamped down on that a bit tighter. Anyway. I just got a text from a lady who said that their neighbor had a garage sale and someone stole the bird bath from the yard. <laughs> it wasn't for sale. <laughs> Did they leave any cash when they took it? I don't like think a, so. a five under a block where it used to be. 
So that is one another thing we talk about setting your prices, and there can be some good and some bad for that because uh, well, it sets a standard, so you're going to get that. But uh, you may have an item that you price lower than somebody else values it, so you could be underselling yourself as well. So you got to decide how you're going to attack the pricing plan. I'm I'm not somebody that can sit there and hackle over price and dollar. I that that's just not a skill I have. So I. I would probably tag everything. Just date, nope, that's what it's priced at. If you don't want it, fine. And just accept that, you know, he, he might have given me 10 more dollars for that if I hadn't priced it and negotiated with him. Well, I just let that go. So that was our weekly to-do, successful yard sale. Next Saturday, we kind of follow up with that off-site storage. If you've got something that you have that just doesn't fit at your home or uh, you're in a moving transition or it's and grandpa, more valuable. And grandpa's garage is off limits. <laughs> <laughs> and grandpa's garage is off limits. Hey, a quick little note. I did get a – did I interrupt you? A text. Uh, someone had signed up for that Maricopa um, alerts, and they already got an alert. Wow. So they said that it's working. So we'll have to double, do a little double duty on that. So very good. Glad it's already working that well. Now, our weekly to-do is designed to keep up with home maintenance. Now, this week and the following week on offsite, that's not really something you program into your to-do. But, you know, there are other things like uh, looking at my to-dos, fill the propane tank. That's always a, something <laughs> you try and do before the winter hits just to top off whatever you used from last year. Sharpen and clean the garbage disposal, wash and ventilate hood filters. Man, Amanda's got a lot to do this afternoon. <laughs> Replace air filters. Oh, she already did that. Let me hit complete. We did that on Tuesday. So it's just a really easy way to keep up with the home maintenance for uh, your home. So many people don't know everything that it does take, or you forget about the things that uh, you need to do regularly, like air filters, like uh, how often do you clean underneath your uh, the thing you keep your food cool in. The refrigerator. refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, that thing. What and is the refrigerator? <laughs> I found I found a new place to clean regularly. You ought to drag your dishwasher out <laughs> and clean back there, particularly. Uh, you ought to clean back there <laughs> at least once a year, I think. It's one of those places you need to put on an annual spring cleaning. Pull the washer dryer out. Pull the refrigerator out. Read and, my mind. And pull the dishwasher out. And get back in all of those areas that everything kind of, as you're mopping or sweeping, they all kind of end up aggregating back there. And after a year, especially with a little moisture on the ground. A little um, sticky and gunky back there, huh? A little bit. A little bit. And the maintenance is just one element of the app. That's the one we use the most often because we try and tackle one a week. And Maintenance is you know just just the reoccurring thing. But if you're working on a project, if you're looking at scheduling out a pool, we had had desert sun pools in the nine o'clock hour earlier. You can uh, create that project in there that you can put all the details and files and time management. Uh, the really cool thing is the financing. It will as it continues to get information. It doesn't share your information independently, but what it does is it helps learn. So as additional roofs in your neighborhood get replaced, it helps predictive finance and tell you, okay, here's when your roof is scheduled to be out of warranty and what you can expect to 
pay for it at the time of replacement. And it'll do that with every element that you enter into it, your roof, your air conditioning, flooring, painting, etc. And then it'll also match it against what, uh, you know, it, it's it's tied into the real estate uh, database as well. So it can help you uh, kind of predictively guess what your home value is worth, how much uh, equity you have in it. So if you want to use these elements, if you want to use equity to replace these elements of your home as they're coming due in the coming years, you can schedule it that way. Or if you're looking at it like, I'm not going to have enough equity to get that done. Well, you can start planning for other ways to raise that money, save that money, finance it, whatever. And this is all through the Home Zada app. Go to rosieonthehouse.com slash app. Gives you a preview about it and then a link to sign up from there. And we send you through that because if you go through the rosieonthehouse.com slash app to sign up, you get the promo code there. And instead of 60 bucks a year, it's 45 bucks a month. Uh, a, a year, a year, 45 bucks a year. Oops. That's like Do the math. Less yeah. than yeah, less than five bucks a month. And if if you use it at all, uh, it it you're 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 gonna save that easily in time management. I like houses documents and also take pictures and do your home inventory and yeah everything in one place for whatever reason it must be what the kids put down it but we've had to replace our garbage disposal probably three times in the last decade uh but it's got a picture of the the one we use so you can just take it right into central arizona plumbing i need that garbage disposal and they can get it right for you and take it out and that's something we'll be talking about next week with jim kowalski on restoration documenting your home contents before the disaster occurs so we'll be bringing jim in visiting with him about that particular topic next week and there's tricks and tips on how to photograph the contents of your home don't forget to open the drawers film under the bed open the closet doors look behind the linen closets all the places you hide things you'll you'll want to remember where those things were before you possibly suffer a major catastrophic loss all right y'all don't get scared it's rosie on the house We'll be back next Saturday like we are every single Arizona Saturday morning.